When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Full of frustration. Full of despair. From years of hurt, disappointment and relegation. Two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory, pride, passion, in search of silverware. And they found Major League Soccer. Yes, welcome along to Season 4, Episode 8 of the MLS UK Show. I'm Elliot Holman. And I'm Henry Hewitt. I think I've got a rough idea. I think I know where to start with today's uh, podcast. So let's get cracking. Henry, uh, do you know where you'd like to start? Um, I can't think of anything. Oh, uh, well, it, what a weekend it's been for the US men's national team winning the Gold Cup. That was great, wasn't it? It was good, yeah. Yeah, Miles Robinson getting the winner. Brilliant for... Uh, Brilliant for them. I'm really proud of them. And the Canadian women's uh, national team, they're in the Olympic final as well. So great stuff. Great stuff for North America. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I Any, think that's Anything a, else? A real positive way to start the show. And Orlando 3, Atlanta 2, the MLS UK show derby has been won by Orlando for the first time in Orlando, by the way. And um, I think the, the, the general consensus is get in, come on. There'll be more of that, more of him saying get in, more of us talking about that game in particular, and the rest of MLS, because there's been loads going on over the course of the show. But welcome to the new episode. Before we start, we need to say, um, well, it's it's something that we ask every year now, it's been an annual thing, but uh, the Football Content Awards are back, and we need your vote. So in this section, this is the first sort of uh, part of it. It's uh, to kind of suggest podcasts that you like or what would like to see nominated. Um, now, last year, uh, uh, well, we normally have our uh, silver award from last year on the table, but Elliot stuck his Orlando shirt on it today. Priorities uh, get in. Um, but we, we were lucky enough to win silver last year. So we, we hopefully, like the Olympians, we might be going for gold this time. So if you want to suggest us, we would really appreciate it. Um, you go to footballcontentawards.com forward slash voting on there you scroll down then to the best podcast section and it's in the international part you type mls uk show scroll down to the bottom and vote now we would really appreciate your vote it means so much to us and don't get me wrong it's nice for us to go and have a swanky sort of awards uh, lovely meal yeah in uh in london but um, you know, it, it, we will be there like last year. Well, last year was on uh, on YouTube, but the year before that was 
uh, at Manchester City Stadium. And you're there with so many content creators from the world of YouTube, podcasting, uh, in the UK. We're talking like the Arsenal Fan TV guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're you know the guys who do Man United stuff, Liverpool stuff, uh, guys and girls that go to stadiums in the UK and and film themselves uh, watching the match. So all these great creators, and then we're there promoting MLS, and it's nice to talk to them. And and we have in recent years actually had people who have worked for big channels then go oh check out MLS and asking us about yeah, it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's nice for us, but it is to help promote MLS in this country. Yeah, and we've got DC UK, um, who does a podcast. We've got uh, Any Revs UK, the guys um, at RBNY UK, um, starting to do podcasts, you know, sort of under the uh, MLS UK umbrella, if you will. Um, so, yeah, really nice to, to get a little bit of recognition for, for MLS here in Europe. Yes, and uh, it sounds like as well that we're getting recognition for MLS in Asia because, um, well, I mean, this is very geeky, so hear me out, but I was checking out our new podcast host because we're part of a sports social uh, podcast network. So uh, we've actually changed the, 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 the website that hosts the podcast. So we upload it to that website and then it sends it out to Apple, Spotify and all of them. So I was checking it out, and you can check how many people listen and where they listen from, uh, how many men, how many women listen, and that sort of thing. And um, Dogs. <laughs> any dogs, yeah. Uh, we not have many dogs, but we have now had one listen in Japan, specifically Tokyo. <laughs> so I had a look at our previous uh, podcast host, and we've never had a listen in Tokyo. And it just happens to be the two weeks where the Olympics are on. So that's got me thinking, is somebody who is in the Olympics listening to the MLS UK show? Imagine an actual Olympian, an athlete listening to the, this with us two. Um, yeah, it might, to be fair, it could be a family uh, family member. It could be somebody who's you know one of the trainers, uh, anyone like that. No, no, don't put this down. I mean, it may be. It may be somebody who's American or Canadian or British who lives in uh, Tokyo and they just happen to found us. But it could also be someone who's going for a gold medal. I know who it is. Who? To you, this just looks like a white room where we film this, but it's my garage and just around the corner is a gold medalist, Adam Peaty. Gold medalist in the swimming. He's won every single swimming final he's ever competed in. Mm. He's as good as a fish. Yeah, he's literally a fish. He might be like, oh, I know those guys. They live around the corner. I'll listen while I'm in Tokyo. I've got nothing else to do. Uh, well, if you are that person, even if you are just the next part who's living over there, then uh, let us know at MLS UK Show. We're really intrigued. Um, also, if you're listening in any other country that isn't uh, uh, Britain or Canada or America, then yeah, let us know. But yeah, we've had our first listen in Tokyo. And it happens to be in the Olympic two weeks as well. Sorry to rain on your parade. There is a story I've seen where uh, a guy who signed up for Tinder, it's been a while since I've been on Tinder, I'll be honest, um, but you can pay for pro or premium and it allows you to move the uh, circle, you know, the radius that you're uh, operating in uh, to anywhere in the world. And there was a guy who was literally like sat on his sofa in like Sheffield, I don't know. And he was uh, trying to pull an Olympian. Right. <laughs> he was trying to get chatting to an, to an Olympian who was it's staying in the Olympic village. So he changed his location to Tokyo and he was like, oh, I'm, go I'm, I'm going for the swimmers. I want to I get a swimmer. Uh, and he actually started chatting to one of the Canadian 
female swimmers on their swim team wow. and it worked so it might just be someone who's uh you know left left that switched on right so uh, hopefully not hopefully it's not somebody who's just left the vpn on but uh, <laughs> uh yeah if you are that person let us know um at mls uk show uh, right before i mean i've tried putting off as long as i can i can't do we've been have to talk about what happened in mls last weekend <laughs> but before we do that we don't start the mls uk show until we've done the game with a changing name. Now, uh, you've told me that it's a bit of an, uh, an interesting one this time, mm. that you, you're changing the rules slightly. Yeah, so it's a really... If I was to read their career path, because this is a player that's played in the UK and in MLS, if I read the clubs that they've played for, you'd just get it like that, like too, too easy. So I've had to make it a little bit harder. Okay. Um, so here is uh, today's game with the changing name player. They were born in 1982 in England. Right. They've scored over 200 goals in England, Scotland, and the USA combined. 11 of those goals were in MLS. Okay. 20 goals internationally for England. Right. They're still playing now at 38, still going. What do you reckon? I don't know, you know. 20 goals for England. That means they've had a really good career. Um, let me have a think over the course of the show. If you know, at MLS UK Show on Twitter, Instagram, or if you're watching on YouTube, just comment in the comments below. Uh, give us a like while you're there as well. And uh, it leaves a timestamp then so we can see where you're up to. Uh, I'm intrigued. I really am. So I'm going to have a think. Yeah, uh, scored a lot of goals in the Premier League. Uh, and that's what I want to talk about next because we are going to have a word from our sponsors, which is actually a word from us so let's cross live to me the mls uk show now i've been saying for a long time that despite the incredible range that soccer 90 do stock they haven't got any norwich city stuff uh, and they retweeted uh, norwich city's release of their away jersey the secondary jersey for the upcoming premier league season which is gorgeous by the way and said we should maybe stock some norwich shirts yes you should I don't think it's ever going to happen, but if you are into maybe some of the more uh, fashionable uh, and good Premier League teams, uh, then uh, head to Soccer90.com where you can get your hands uh, on a range of Premier League jerseys and, of course, some of the biggest teams all across Europe. Yep, if you uh, support one of the big six or you're looking to get into the Premier League ahead of a new season, head to Soccer90.com and when you're at the checkout, type MLS UK and you get 25% off too. Probably not on a Norwich shirt though. If they put a Norwich shirt in, I'll tweet them, tweet them, tell them to put a Norwich shirt in and I'll give you further discount. That's not true. MLS UK Show with Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt. Okay, let's uh, have a look at what happened last weekend in MLS. But before we do, uh, let's talk more about uh, the US men's national team winning the Gold Cup. They beat Mexico 1-0 in extra time. Atlanta's Miles Robinson with a goal, um, which is great. It's a great moment for US soccer, especially after the last few years. You know, the World Cup disaster of uh, five years ago now. Oh, no, we weren't even there. It was three years ago. Yeah, yeah. So still lives in the memory. So uh, no, good times for the US men's national team. And, and if uh, results go right in the next few games, they could actually break into the top 10 in the FIFA rankings as well. And when you actually break that down, USA, the US men's national team breaking into that top 10 is huge. Since we've been doing this podcast, we've taken a huge interest in, in MLS, the big league in the States. And yet the US men's national team been a bit of a joke. I, I think it's fair to say, despite good good players, 
it's not worked out for whatever reason. There's always been something. It's always been a bit of a disaster. So this is a massive leap. It's huge. Mm. You can't underestimate how much, you know, all right, uh, you know, it's not the World Cup. They've not won the World Cup, but you can only beat what's in front of you. And they've proved that they're the best team around. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, I saw a few people on uh, Sunday. Was it Sunday or Saturday night? I, I can't remember. Well, on the day... Sunday lead, night. Yeah, on the day leading up to it, a few people were saying, well, Mexico in each position are probably better than the US. But US won, and it's that fighting spirit that, ironically, that we didn't have three years ago. And I think it's just this new sort of era of US soccer and US men's national team. Uh, last time, there was a few players that were coming to the end of their time and... I don't know whether the passion weren't there or, or whatever, but it just didn't work out. This time, this team looks good, and it's nice to see from this side of the Atlantic that in a couple of years in the World Cup, because we're only, what, 18 months away, less than that? Mm. So it's coming up, so uh, hopefully the US can really put on a good show. So it was good to see, uh, and like I said before, shout out to the uh, Canadian women's national team yeah. for that what they're doing in the Olympics. I think the US one can win a bronze as well, so fingers crossed for them. Miles Robinson putting himself in the window? Uh, for Europe, mm. definitely, yeah. I'm surprised he's not gone already, but um, you know, this is definitely doing it. He's uh, he's someone who um, has been playing well in MLS for Atlanta in a poor Atlanta team, and uh, he's now shining on the national stage as well. Yeah, the, uh, Atlanta don't need him back. Yeah, I think we do. <laughs> Uh, which was emphasised by this weekend. Go on, we'll talk about it. Orlando 3, Atlanta 2. Get in! Um, I mean, the start for Atlanta were brilliant. And um, I mean, I'll, I'll level with you. I didn't watch the game. It was my wedding party on Saturday, which you came to. Mm. So when I woke up on Saturday morning, um, I didn't know the score, but I saw you've been tweeting on the MLS UK show page and I saw that... Uh, obviously Orlando had won and I, I, I must admit I dreaded it I, I thought the worst I thought it could be 5 or 6 nil. I'm going to have to build up to this party and be annoyed then I'll see Elliot and I'll be like oh I don't want to talk to you you're just going to brag but in the end 3-2 and then Martinez scoring it, it actually could have been a lot worse I get why it's that's you know there's a lot of positives for you to take from this because it's it's a goal for Martinez after all that's happened in the last month or so um, obviously, you know, coming back off an injury as well, that's that's big. It was after f- less than 40 seconds, which is a- an unbelievable start, especially away from home at your rivals. You At that point, Atlanta fans absolutely loving life, understandably. Mm-hmm. Um, two amazing goals yeah. for Atlanta, incredible goals. For me, the performance was, wasn't there. You know, I was genuinely annoyed and it doesn't happen a lot with Orlando because they've, They've disappointed me so many times that I've learned. And Norwich hurt me enough. I don't need it with Orlando as well. There's no point me keep getting angry at, at Orlando. But for me, it was frustrating because they were losing a game where Atlanta weren't. They they weren't playing great. Atlanta weren't weren't doing great. They just scored two great goals. Um, but it's like I say this this bizarre season where Orlando, I've seen them play much better in previous years, but not get the results now. You know, Oscar's got them really, really playing the right way to get a result. It can be different game to game to game. Sometimes you just got to grind it out. And, um, you know, that that result the other day was was absolutely massive because, you know, Orlando having a bit of a wobble prior to that. Yeah, and I mean, it's the mental block as well, isn't it? You know, they've not won against Atlanta at home. So to get that, after being 2-1 down as well, conceding the first minute and then going 2-1 down, I'm sure the fans were thinking mm. the worst. So to come back and win 3-2 and 
Um, I mean, I, I didn't watch the game, but like you're saying, dominate the game and then end up winning. Uh, yeah, it's a big, uh, it's a big thing for Orlando. So uh, well done into second now. Um, I've got to say, from Atlanta point of view, the, the another positive was seeing uh, Moreno when he scored go over to Valentino and celebrate yeah, with him. Yeah. It's the, the the team looks a lot more united now than it was a couple of weeks ago. Um, so it, that's good to see, but obviously. As an Atlanta fan, you never want to see us lose against Orlando. And it looks like Orlando are going to lose Chris Mueller as well as potentially Daryl DK. So it's really, really crucial. Uh, Van der Vata has come in and really taken like a duck to, you know, what? Vata. Um, a goal and an assist. Yeah. Having, you know, come on just for the for the final period of the game. It's massive. That's It's a huge, huge signing because he really does look look the business. Uh, yeah, well, we've not had a chance to talk about Mueller. Uh, it happened just after our last episode. If you don't know, he's going to Hibernian in Scotland, uh, which would be good for him. I think it's a good, uh, it's, I mean, SPR, I know we joke about it sometimes, but it's a good at level mm. um, so and Hibs are a good team so uh, it'll be interesting to see how he does over here in the UK all I've got to say I've got to warn him that um, yeah Scottish especially Edinburgh weather is a lot different to Orlando mm, probably as much rainfall because when it rains in Orlando it rains uh, however they don't tend to get that really intense heat for the other 23 hours of the day <laughs> Uh, in Scotland so good luck to him but in all seriousness and I know you agree with this deep 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 down what a guy Chris Mueller is I can't wait to welcome him over here to the UK really excited that he's making that step to Europe he's been playing for the US men's national team as well of course Um, you know um, alongside DK at at, at one point so um, really excited for this move and excited to see what what's going to happen a lot of talk that it could be happening earlier than we think the side are desperate to kind of make it happen a lot sooner than Orlando would like. So we'll keep an eye on that one. But whenever it happens, we will welcome Chris Mueller with open arms to the UK. Yeah, and um, a bit of breaking news uh, of this week from an Atlanta point of view. It looks like the ex-Roma boss, uh, Paolo Fonseca, I think I've said that right. Uh, probably not. Uh, so <laughs> turn down the club. Uh, Spurs are after him. Uh, Tottenham Hotspur yeah. early in the summer. So uh, it's a good sign for to uh, yeah, good sign to see um, that they're going for that type of uh, manner. Now he's turned down. There are actually rumours that Gonzalo uh, Pineda, the Seattle assistant, is on their radar as well. And I saw. I think DC were after Pineda. Um, and. Uh, I've seen a few Seattle fans would be disappointed to see him go. So that would be interesting as well. And he's got MLS experience. So, uh, yeah, we'll keep our eye on that one. Uh, moving on then, um, we'll, we'll continue on the Friday evening. Um, New York City FC 4-1 against Columbus after the 5-0 win against Orlando yeah. as well. Um, 9-1 the last two games. That's big, big for New York City. Yeah, I don't want it to seem like I'm just brushing the Orlando result under the carpet. I'm not credit where credit's due because New York City look a seriously good side at the minute. Um, I tweeted when the Orlando 11 was announced against New York. I wondered whether uh, Perea should be investigated for match fixing because that was bordering on pathetic, to be honest with you. like There was no way Orlando were going to get a result. Um, maybe didn't expect five. Uh, conceding five, not great. Um, but it's down to New York City being a really good, really strong attacking force. New York City are the real deal. And yeah. they they can soon, um, with just a couple of wins with their games in hand, they could soon be in that second place in the East. And, and I think they deserve it. 
I really, I think they deserve it because they're playing really nice stuff. Said it earlier, Orlando second, getting the results, but not the performances. I've not been that happy with the performances. Whereas NYCFC, they deserve that spot. Yeah, the uh, the approach play as well. Um, you look at the nine goals they've scored against uh, Orlando and Columbus, and uh, they really work it well in the box. They finding space, and uh, and also they're getting through balls. You know, past the uh, over the defense and running onto it. Which when you've got two. Uh, one or two uh, strong uh, sort of quick attackers, then that's such a, a weapon to have in your in your arsenal. So uh, yeah, well done, New York City FC. Two very impressive performances back at the Yankee Stadium. That home farm is so important in MLS. Columbus, they'll be disappointed with that, but I think we're getting freak results at the moment with players not here for international duty yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So uh, um, I'm sure we won't look into it too much. Um, remaining on Friday, then LA Galaxy 4, Portland 1. And, and I feel Portland are kind of in this bracket as well of teams that are, are just missing a few players at the moment. But credit where credit's due, this is a big win for LA Galaxy. A hundred percent. And, you know, we touched on Chicharito at the start of the season and how important it was going to be that he really hit the ground running because it was a massive disappointment last year. Is it safe to say that even without him, they might be okay? Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> Ravelson has scored four in five now, so he has really stepped up. Uh, you know where Chicharito has been missing. I, I read a story the other day about Chicharito breaking down in training, being really upset that he's not playing. So hopefully he can get back because he's he's big for the league, let alone LA yeah. Galaxy. But um, yeah, they don't seem to be missing him at the moment, and. Uh, and yeah, it was a good performance for them. And uh, I mean, the the overhead kick by Robertson again, fantastic. And it's uh, it, I'm sure the fans will be relaxed knowing that the the okay, it seemed like they were relying on him at the start of the season when they were getting those good results. But you know, they can still put in a performance like that and, and win four one. You feel like they could potentially be top if they'd had Chicha. Maybe, but you know, Seattle's uh, unbeaten run at the start was fantastic. Mm. But let's move on to Seattle. Uh, but well, I say it's a shock result in San Jose going there winning 1-0 but that's three defeats okay. now for Seattle in the last few weeks and who knows anything about San Jose I, I honestly I watch this league religiously we do this podcast every other week and I, I don't know a thing about San Jose because I, I don't understand whether they're good I don't know whether they're bad it's just so confusing but Seattle I just I just don't panic with them yeah, you do, and and he showed that form at the start, and and as we've said, there's there's teams missing a lot of players, and it's difficult. You you'd say that Seattle, when everything gets back to normal in a few weeks, they'll could they'll get back to the form they were at. But yeah, it's it's, it's just one of those things. You go so long; it happens so many times in in leagues across the world. You uh, you go so long without losing, you lose, and then there's that knock on effect. But um, you know, Seattle should be all right. And it weren't the only uh, shock result in the West because <laughs> SKC, FC Dallas, SKC not lost at home yet. FC Dallas not won away yet. So with it being MLS, guess what happened? <laughs> yeah, and FC Dallas, uh, I have to ask you the question. Massive improvement, of course, from the early weeks of the season, start of this podcast where we were like, what's going on here? Can they make the playoffs? they can I think they, they fall in a group of teams that certainly can and uh, have started poorly and got better you look at Toronto in the east FC Cincinnati are picking up the odd point here and there now so um, so yeah it's uh, 
it could be a um, it, you know they they are a team that could be they've got the players there. Pappy's been playing excellent. You know to to say yeah. that he's only eighteen or whatever. It's he is, unbelievable, is unbelievable. But um, no, they they're picking up some good results. The result against LA Galaxy last week, winning four 0 was impressive. To go to SKC is probably even more impressive yeah. and win two one. Uh, so good news for FC Dallas fans because I don't know if many were worrying at the start of the year, but as a podcast we were saying, hmm, the the scene started very well, so it's good to see the back. Uh, I tell you what, let's go to uh, let's go back to the East End, a team that are impressing me so much at the moment, and I'm gonna say that this team, the way they're playing at the moment, the way they're getting results, they are as good as the LAFC team that won the Supporters' Shield. They're as good as the Atlanta team that won MLS Cup. They're as good as the RBNY team that won Supporters' Shield. It's New England Revolution. Yeah. They went away at RBNY and won 3-2 this weekend after being 2-1 down. It's it, Things are clicking, aren't they? And they're looking really good. And, and uh, do you think they're getting the praise they should do? Or is it because maybe they're not like the LAFC team or the Atlanta team? that they, They're not getting as much of that. I'm going to use the word sexy, and I apologise. LAFC and Atlanta came into the league, sexy badge, sexy kit, sexy roster, mm-hmm. and uh, in terms of talent. Uh, and, and I just feel like New England Revolution, because they're old school, it takes a little bit longer for you to be like, do you know what? This is a really good team. And we saw a couple of years ago the Brad Friedel any revs, and you don't feel like there's been a massive change mm. to to where they are now. There's obviously been some really crucial signings. Um, but Bruce Arena, he knows what he's doing. I know you've backed any revs yeah, in your yeah. preseason bet. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't go against it now. Uh, they were 25 to 1 when I uh, put money on them to at least get to MLS Cup. They're now 8 to 1. Yeah, I, I, think, I think it's a great bet. Well, we'll see. There's time for it to fail. I've, I'm not a big gambler, but I've, what I do know is that there is time for that to mess up. <laughs> um, but Gustavo Bo, let's talk about him. He scored his 10th mm. goal of the season at the weekend. For me, the way he's playing at the moment, he's scored two amazing goals the last few weeks. Um, he's potential for MVP at the moment for me. I couldn't agree more. I think at the start of the season, we were looking at uh, uh, Avea, who was back, uh, hoping Chicharito was going to entertain us. Obviously, Miami had made the big, the big signings, and we were thinking, yeah, there's going to be some MVPs here. But it's hard to you can't argue against him. If you take him out of the equation, how confident are you then? Still confident. I'm as I'm as confident as I would have been for. Uh, if Martinez weren't in that Atlanta team, uh, you know, they still have Almiron, but mm. you'd think, okay, they, they, they're missing something. Maybe they're not going to run away with it, but you'd still think they'll get in the playoffs and they'll do a, they'll have a good effort. So I'm probably as that, I, I think the way they play in the manager, the head coach, sorry, the head coach they've got is, is they're not, they're going to be in the playoff picture. And if you can keep both fit, then that's that player who can get you MLS Cup. We talk about MLS experience all the time. Bruce Arena, I mean, show me someone with more. You know, the yeah. guy knows exactly what he's doing. And it's a combination that's, that I don't know if it would work many places. You know, that roster is not, we talk about it with Philadelphia a lot. I'm not saying they're not superstars, but I would I don't put them in that LAFC Atlanta bracket. But in terms of talent and what they've proven, of course they are. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so from the top of the East to the bottom, uh, and it was a good weekend for Miami. They won 2-1 
against Montreal, who were returning to Miami after a few <laughs> weeks back in Canada. Welcome back. Um, but, uh, of course, as the away team this time. And uh, they went 1-0 down Miami, but came back. Higuain, he got a bit of stick the other week. For We saw that clip of him against Philadelphia where um, into Miami were attacking and he just walked from the, the Miami... Uh, yeah penalty area to the other one didn't look interested he got the two goals they got the win so uh, yeah he's he's come back this weekend hasn't he for me if you're David Beckham and you're looking at this Miami side you know you've got a lot of problems this isn't this doesn't just fix it but let's let's focus on Higuain because he's cost you a lot of money costing you a lot of money he's costing you a DP slot and you've only you've only got nine of those left so you know it's really important that he didn't become a massive failure you know there was all attention on him like you say everyone's seen the clip of him you know walk in and it's been retweeted thousands and thousands of times it's so important more than anything doesn't matter about the performance in this game it doesn't matter whether they were good or not they got the win and their striker who's a, a big part of what they're trying to do and where they've put a lot of resource got two goals and that's crucial Another big story in uh, MLS this week, and uh, it was at Vancouver. Ryan Gold has signed for them, uh, DP. Uh, he was touted as the baby Messi a few years mm. ago. It's not quite worked out for him, but he's done well in Portugal last season. So this could be a big signing for where Vancouver want to go. It's like the kiss of death, that Messi tag, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, we saw it with Bojan, uh, obviously ended up in Stoke. And then uh, in MLS with Montreal. So, uh, you know, I think it's definitely a really good opportunity for him to maybe prove some doubters wrong. Um, and it's going to go one of two ways. He's going to have found his level yep. or he's going to prove himself, get back to Europe uh, and really push on at, at a higher level. So um, this is a fascinating one. It's one, it's really going to be one to watch. And I look at it like the Victor Wanyama signing as well, where yeah. someone comes over and you're like, really? And is he not going to be really way too good for this? You know, it's it's really going to be one to watch. Yeah, it is. You're right. And um, it's another uh, for another player, another man for us in uh, MLS UK to get behind. So good luck. That's next uh, week's game with a changing name. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, when he's played one game, he qualifies. But um, it was really good as well seeing Vancouver do a, a tweet about Iron Brew. If you've not tried Iron <laughs> Brew, it is a Scottish delicacy. It's a drink, a soft drink. And uh, I think it's it's I think it's really nice. Yeah. I think it's horrible. Yeah, you hadn't tried it, had you? And I, I I bought you one once, and you didn't like it. But no, you no. don't know actually what's in it. It's just orange. It's Poor like Chris Mueller's coming over to to, to that. <laughs> uh, well, it's like when I spoke to Chris Cadden last year on the on the uh, yeah. podcast, and he he's obviously Scottish, and he said he misses Iron Brew and baked beans. It's like these orange foods that we have in. <laughs> Um, right, let's round things up then, um, because in the West, it was a really interesting weekend because no no team moved in the conference standings. It's fascinating. that How many games have we played now? Yeah, so uh, on average, you're looking at 15, 16 games played. Yeah, so no one moved. I feel like it's settling down a little bit. Yeah. And th yeah. this is the point that I want to make to you is that are we looking at a point where the East is finally stronger than the West? Oh, um I'd probably say if, if you put the top three in the uh, in the east against the top three in the west at the moment, yeah, I would say that the you know they the we east would win, but you know we we know what this league's like and that could easily change. That could things change within two weeks of us doing a podcast, so that could easily change. But no, I think the, you look at the way New England are playing Nashville as well. We've not really mentioned them, but they're playing really well yeah. at the moment. 
Um, so yeah, I would probably say so. But and I, is it to do with the East only playing the East predominantly, and the West predominantly playing the West? Uh, potentially, yeah, potentially. But then you look at the sides like LAFC that are quite down in the West, and you think, well, is is that because yeah. they're playing so badly, or is it because teams have caught them up? You look at Colorado have have been excellent this season, so I they're think, missing out on their yearly trip to places like Cincinnati. Where they go and get uh, go and get their three points. That's true. Yeah. So in argue, you could argue that maybe the West is still better. But um, no, it's it's. Uh, I think teams. There are some teams that are making the most of it yeah. over others. So uh, I think um, this year is going to be so interesting to see how it pans out in the end and and see if we can get um, whether it is someone from the East again. Because remember, the reigning champs are from the East, or yeah. whether the West can reclaim it. Um, last few matches, Austin nil, Colorado. While well, we mentioned Colorado, another great win for them at uh, at Austin. Um, it was still finding the feet a little bit this season. Surprised they're bottom of the league. And I, I, my, I was on the Austin train and it's derailed. So it's be my fault because I'm the kiss of death. But I just felt like I felt like they were going to do better. Yeah, yeah, we did, but. You've got to remember they're a new franchise. Oh, no, I agree, but I, I think despite that, I think I was backing them. I think I was allowing them the, you know, if they finish bottom, they finish bottom. But yeah. I, I was kind of thinking, yeah, but they've put together. A, I liked what they were doing. They're not scoring many goals no. at all. I, mean, I think if they were scoring goals, it, MLS kind of attitude, if you're scoring goals and conceding a lot, I think you put up with it more than if you... Only scored 10 goals. Not good enough, is it? Um, elsewhere, finally, Toronto won, Nashville won. Um, not scoring goals is uh, it's not conceding goals is the problem for Toronto. Not kept a clean sheet in nearly three months now. Uh, and um, Philadelphia won, Chicago won. Wiki was back for Chicago, which is great to see. Uh, they went one 0 up, but then had a man sent off, and and they really hung on at the end to get the equalizer to to get the draw, which um, is is encouraging, isn't it? That would be an encouraging point for them. Yeah, we see we've seen a lot of Chicago in the last few years. You sort of have that spark every now and again, and you just really need them to build on it. And I think that's where they failed in in the past. So um, really good result, especially against Philadelphia. It's a great great point, well fought for. Let's build on it, but it's. It's traveling all the miles that they do in MLS. It's yeah. having to rotate, playing another game in three days' time. And it's so hard to say, right, guys, that was great. Go and build on that because actually I'm going to have to change six of you <laughs> out. Um, so, yeah, hopefully Chicago build on that. I don't know if I mentioned the actual score of the Vancouver game, but we drew 2-2 at home to uh, Minnesota. Well, they say at home, it's their last match in Utah yeah. before they're actually going home. Um FC Cincy nil, uh, DC United nil, and then Houston nil, RSL nil. Um, so this morning, before we recorded this podcast, you put uh, something out on Twitter saying that we were recording one. Has anyone got any questions you'd like to answer? And we've got quite a few come through, so let's answer uh, some of them right now. Um, Very unprofessionally, I sent the tweet and haven't checked it since, so you're about to ask me questions I have no idea about. You surprised me. <laughs> you really uh, Calvin has asked, he's FC Cincinnati actually, he said, with plenty of departures, can the future look bright for FC Cincinnati? Uh, possible transfer targets or predictions as to how they'll finish? Mm. Um, I don't really want to give uh, potential transfer targets because... You get into Miami territory. Yeah, so, uh, but predictions on how they'll finish this year? it's so hard because if you look at the teams around them you could say yeah they you know atlanta they could build they could rebuild their roster that you know that needs to happen and and they could they will be back stronger 100 percent with cincy they've already tried the rebuild three times Mm. 
and you know we're on we're on to another coach you know we all know what happened with with the last you know the last coach and the the first one didn't work out and i just i did i don't know with cincinnati anymore it's yeah. a wor- it's, it's got to a worrying point for me uh you think that if you if you throw enough stuff at the wall something will stick eventually so i i do think something will turn around i like cincy i like the yeah uh, I, really, I love it the stadium's incredible yeah. I, I really want it to work but you i'm coming at it with a level of realism in the rebuild isn't always the best option because you've it's already cost so much money. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. The problem for me with Cincinnati, as I see it at the moment, is they're just trying to do anything to get some sort of short-term success. I don't see there's a long-term plan there. Even with Yapstam, I don't know. I just don't see it being a, a long-term thing. So, um, yeah, they're just trying to get some short-term success. But, I mean, short-term success for them is actually winning a home game. Uh, yeah, you know, in the new stadium, and then we'll we'll take it from there. Uh, another question we've had: Do you think that Phil Neville will be able to bring success to Inter Miami with my neutral hat on? No, I think the thing with Phil Neville is you question whether he was. We question whether he was the right man in the first place, and I think now on the run of form, okay, they won at the weekend on the run of form they were on, you have to think that Beckham was asking questions. Yeah, I mean, that ownership group isn't going to put up with being bottom of the conference, obviously. So, yeah, it needs to turn around fast. You never know. We said there, you know, I said there about Yapstam not being long-term. Phil Neville potentially could be long-term because he's friends with David Beckham. So it could work out. But we we joked at the start of the season about Phil Neville managing Gonzalo Higuain and Blaise Matuidi. I don't see that working out. So personally, uh, I would love to see him do well, but yeah, I'm with you. I don't think it's going to happen. The tracksuit top though is great and Poppy wants one. Can I have one? <laughs> well, maybe he can bring one back because he's from my hometown, Barry Phil Neville. So maybe he can bring <laughs> one back with him. Uh, Alex says, uh, where can Portland Timbers improve and will they make the playoffs? I wanted to ask you this actually because earlier in the podcast because... With Portland, it's hard to look at them outside the playoffs and go, they won't make it. You ha- Surely you have to feel like they're going to be above that line. Yeah. Just on, is it just about drawing on the past experience? Like, I don't, it's hard to say where that's gone wrong, really. Like, surely a club like Portland, who are, I would say, a, a, a mainstay in the playoffs, surely they are able to draw on the past experience and you have to feel like they'll be there. You do, yeah. And as I said before, you know, with a lot of teams, that players are going to come back in from injury and international sort of, um, you know, like Gold Cup or Copper America kind of thing. So I think things will level out come the mid to end of August. But uh, yeah, Portland, Portland, we do think will probably make the playoffs. They tend to do that. Um, but I, get, I just don't see with Portland going that much further in the play. I don't see him troubling MLS Cup personally. But You think they'll make the playoffs when that's it? Yeah, they may be first or second round to go out. Um, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. There's just something not there. There's no consistency at the moment for me, but but I do think they will get in. Um, let's see, there's uh, another one here. Which current or recent England internationals do you see one day coming to MLS? Oh, great question. It is, because there's a lot of youngsters in the England team at the moment. So, um, you know, you'd think they'd probably stick in the Premier League for a while. So, um, I mean, that's just a guess, really, at any of them who could go over. Who wants... Kyle Walker. That's a good shout. 
Kyle Walker could be a good shout, actually. Um, he's he seems to me an LA Galaxy kind of guy. Kyle Walker, he's yeah, going along the Ashley Cole lines. Yeah, um, maybe Miami. You, you, it's easy to throw uh, England players at Miami. At He'd the be moment. a designated player, so just you know, be careful. Oh, with okay. That. Um, but then again, you know, Atlanta. He's not really seen Atlanta go down the route of of uh, you know, despite having. A Brit in the the front office. They've not really gone that no, route. True. And Kyle Walker is still one of the fastest players in the world. So he'd do well in MLS. So uh, Kyle Walker, that's a good shout. Um, anyone else? Um, ben Foster, who, who was at Man United, and I think he plays at Watford now in the Premier League. He has said on his YouTube channel that he plans to have one more season at Watford, then wants to move to MLS. And he has specifically said America. So uh, he's a goalkeeper. So, you know, he's, yeah, that could. Uh, I like Ben Foster, but I think that's probably the only position we're all right in. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, do you know what? This is really random, but obviously a long way down the line. Dominic Calvert-Lewin would be incredible in MLS. Uh, a Kai Kamara style figure that we don't mm. see a lot anymore. No, yeah, he's uh, he's a bit of an old-fashioned Big target forward. Man. Yeah, so... Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe like we've uh, seen that work. Yeah, maybe you could follow Kai, go to like a Colorado Rapids or something like that. But uh, great question, by the way. Um, and uh, yeah, there's a few players there that we'd like to see. Uh, but hopefully, by the time Dominic Calvin Lewin is is getting to that age where he would traditionally be uh, looking at maybe MLS, maybe the league as it would have um, improved its sort of. Uh, it's perception in Europe mm. and maybe, yeah, yeah. you know, younger players are going there. Uh, last, we've got, uh, don't need to, um, don't need to mention a specific team or anything, but over under 75% chance Matt Turner is in Europe come January. He won goalkeeper of the Gold Cup. So. I wanted to touch on this with New England Revolution, but I'm aware he's obviously been away mm. with, with the US men's national teams. So it wasn't quite relevant. So I'm glad it's been brought up. Matt Turner, I, I, this is not a pun on his name, but the Turner, the turnaround in in his career in the last two years is incredible. Because remember, Brad Friedel didn't know who his best goalkeeper was. He played one keeper, then the other one, then the third keeper. He rotated like no tomorrow. Yeah, Matt Turner's made that his own. He's proved he's proved the level that he's at. You know, and he's playing for the U.S. Men's National Team. You have to feel like we're going to see more keepers move into Europe, I think. Yeah, there was kind of a period in the 90s, weren't there, with Casey Keller and Friedel, but that's how it kind of yeah. happened. And then Tim Howard in the noughties, but not been many... Uh, so we've but, got Zach Steffen. Yeah, Zach Steffen, yeah. I mean, Guzan about 10, 12, 13 years ago. But Matt Turner, he's only 27, which for a goalkeeper is quite a, a young age. He tends to go on until the late 30s. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he's. I mean, he's he's been incredible and he's uh, he well-deserved his, his goalkeeper of the Gold Cup. So... Um, yeah, Talk to me about the level. Are we talking a Burnley or are we talking a championship? I think he'd probably go championship first okay. and then make his way up. I think um, Fulham. Yeah, maybe the sort of top of the end of the championship. I think it, what's difficult is um, like I mean, we see with Zach Stefan is that unfortunately you have to probably play in Europe at one of the bigger teams uh, uh, to um, to get that move to one of the big six in the UK. So maybe he goes to the Championship or lower end of the Premier League to get that move, or maybe he goes to somewhere else in Europe, another country, 
um, like a lot of them are doing now, say Germany may fit in or or even Portugal or Spain. Belgium. Belgium, yes. So uh, it's a great question. It'd be interesting to see. But, I mean, with any player in MLS, we are happy to see them continue there rather than come over and play for some country, yeah. you know, into some country in Europe that we don't tend to watch. So, uh, yeah, great question. Um, thanks for them. We'll, we'll put that out in uh, future episodes as well. Uh, right, we need to uh, move on. And next, we're going to play a game that you introduced last time. It's Three Lies on the Show. Three Lies on the Show. So this is where I give you five facts about players or staff or stats from MLS and actually three of them are lies. You've got to work out which are lies and which are true. Now, you actually did very well last time. I got them right, both of them. So we'll see how you get on this time. Uh, They're all a little bit ridiculous. Just remember, I have actually made some of these up. What is my brain? Um, Okay, you ready? Come on. Play along at home. True or false? Four MLS players have siblings representing North and South America in the Olympics. Oh, okay. Um, hmm, I'm not sure whether that's true or not, but we'll see. Okay. Uh, number two, the longest streak of away games played in a row by an MLS team is 15. That could be true. MLS is the only league, really, that that yeah. could, could be true. Yeah. Uh, number three, Tampa Bay Mutiny Oh yeah. have more regular season successes than Portland Timbers and Vancouver Whitecaps combined. We're talking about their Supporters Shield wins, obviously. Ah, right, okay. Um, well, I mean, Vancouver haven't done much, so it'll be down to Portland. Uh, I'll have a think about that one. <laughs> Number four. Uh, a representative of Maxi Aruti has written to the local district to apologise for Maxi damaging his neighbour's trash cans by placing them in the top corners of a goal set up in his yard, namely top bins. No, I, I think Aruti's uh, got more respect than that. I person. knew you'd write this one off straight away. Yeah. Number five, Joseph Martinez admits to late night texting sessions with his new coach. <laughs> uh, I hope that's true. That'd be nice. Uh, right, I'm going to go with, I think that might be true that actually Martinez and uh, Valentino are, are, close, are far closer than, I'm sure the text messages he would be sending Heinzer would have been a lot different. Mm. Uh, and I think then, he was blocked. <laughs> and then I'm going to go for the 15 away games in a row is the record. Okay, uh, so we'll go through them again. Four MLS players have siblings representing North and South America in the Olympics. So you're saying that's false? Yep. Correct, that's false. The longest streak of away games played in a row by an MLS team is 15. You're saying that's false? Yep. It is false. It's 12. And it's oh. Portland Timbers. No, I said that was true. Sorry. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, um, oh well. Close. Tampa Bay Mutiny have more regular season success than Portland Timbers and Vancouver Whitecaps combined. That one's going to be true, isn't it? It is true. Yeah. Sorry about that. And they're not even a thing anymore. Uh, a representative of Maxi Aruti has written to the local district to apologise for Maxi damaging his neighbour's trash cans by placing them in the top corners of a goal set up in his yard, 
top bins. No, he's got more respect than that. That's not true. It's not true. Yeah, I knew it. Which means Joseph Martinez has admitted to late night texting sessions with his new coach. Uh, one, 3 a.m. Wow. Yeah. That's like us watching MLS. I know. Now uh, he knows how we feel. <laughs> uh, well, one, I'll take one this time. I'll take that. That's yeah, 50%. If, uh, it's not bad. It's not, not bad. bad. Uh, yeah, well done. If you played long at home and you got those right. Well done. Uh, we'll do another another game of free lies on the show. I think it's quite fun coming up with the uh, coming up with the potential ones. MLS UK show with Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt. Now it's time for the section of the show where I have a look at an MLS city, state, or in the case of last episode, region with New England. <laughs> and uh, we do a little bit of a guide to them because we know so much here in the UK. Uh, about uh, certain places and certain cities, the more popular ones, and not so much about others. So in that case, <laughs> we're going to do Henry's Guide to LA. <laughs> that intro didn't really work for no, you, did it? it didn't. No, it uh, Of course, LA famous for its country music. Hey, Elliot. <laughs> hey, Henry. Uh, did you know LA is the second largest city in terms of population in the US behind New York City and it got a population of 4 million? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, the county of Los Angeles has places that we've all heard of in the UK. It's got uh, Hollywood, mm. Compton, Malibu, Beverly Hills, and of course, where the Fresh Prince was sent. Oh, Bel Air. Bel Air. I've been there, seen the house. It's great. Have you? Yeah. Oh, I'd love to see the house. Um, I'd love to go in it. I'd love to live in it. Well, I saw a white mansion that the guy on the bus told me was the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air's mansion. Are you sure you weren't in D.C.? It it might have been. Who knows? Uh, L.A. was founded as... uh, Well, I'm not going to read out the Spanish pronunciation of it. However, it does translate (laughs) to the town of Our Lady Queen of the Angels on the Porcinsula River. I've said that wrong. Absolutely smashed that, mate. Do you want to have another run at that one? <laughs> Pushing cooler, hmm. maybe. Uh, maybe our friends at LA is our house will be able to uh, pronounce that better than I can. <laughs> um, the Hollywood sign is the most famous landmark in LA, uh, but originally it was an advertisement for Tinseltown's latest real estate development, and it said Hollywood Land. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. They knocked the land off in 1949. Um, in the, probably the most L.A. Hollywood sort of facts I could come up with is, in L.A., even the coroner's office has a gift shop. <laughs> uh, if L.A. was its own country, its economy would be bigger than Saudi Arabia, Switzerland, and Sweden. Wow. Uh, and there are tons of stars that are buried at the Hollywood's uh, Forever Ceremony, one of them is the Looney Tunes voice actor Mel Blanc, whose gravestone reads, That's all, folks. Love that. That's, That's so nice. good. Uh, as you can imagine, there's so many famous people that were born in LA. We're talking Kim, Chloe, Courtney, Kendall, Kylie, who are known as the Kardashians, of course. So, he's a famous people. <laughs> Angelina Jolie, Leonardo DiCaprio, Charlie Sheen, Jason Siegel, who is in your favorite show, How, How I Met Your Mother. Mother. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, Marilyn Monroe was born in LA, Jonah Hill, Dustin Hoffman, Kendrick Lamar, Jennifer Aniston, Nicolas Cage, Snoop Dogg, and famous US women's national team player Alex Morgan. She was also born in LA. 
Uh, and finally, as we are doing the Olympics at the moment, and we potentially have a listener who is in the Olympics. No, we do have a listener that was in the Olympics. We do have one. Um, it's only right to end on that in 2028, LA will be hosting the Olympics. Now, it will be doing so for the third time, although it won't be the first place to host it for the third time, because when Paris hosts it in 2024, that will be the first place. That How annoying. For the third time. Uh, the Bank of California Stadium will be hosting some of the track and field events in the Olympics. And the Dignity Health Sports Park, which is in Carson in LA, uh, that will host rugby, tennis, modern pentathlon, field hockey and track cycling. Wow. Um, Dignity Health Sports Park has also hosted in its time MMA, CrossFit Games, college football and Major League Lacrosse. I've seen a really good um, bicycle ridden by a Swedish guy at the uh, Dignity Health Sports Park. So uh, I reckon it'll be I reckon it'll be good for that. Was his name Zlatan? It may have been. Uh, and that was Henry's guide to Los Angeles, famous for its country music. <laughs> Not quite straight out of Compton, is it? Mm, no. <laughs> Can we get more Dr. Dre up in here? Um, Dr. Dre, also from uh, California, I think. Yeah, you forgot him, didn't you? Uh, right, well, um, that's it for that. To another place, another city, another county uh, that has been chalked off. Not many left now. We'll do another one on the next episode. I Is it going to be Nashville? No, Nashville will be last. Oh. Uh, I'll put it out on Twitter before the next episode. Uh, right, now it's time to look ahead in MLS to what's happening. And before we do that, Elliot, it has finally happened. Has it? It has finally happened. Is it a happened. double get in? It's a double get in because my friend here, who has been hopeless this season <laughs> at predictions, has finally won one week. Get in, come on. Uh, you won last time. Uh, you won 45 to 35, although none of us predicted that New York City would beat Orlando 5 now. No, I don't think I predict would have predicted that uh, Orlando beat Atlanta either, but, you know, <laughs> get in. Um, so well done it's now Henry 3 Elliot 1 as we go into the next round of fixtures um, there's quite a lot happening in midweek so this is happening on uh, well Wednesday evening but Thursday morning here in the UK uh, New England Revolution versus Nashville Columbus versus DC Montreal versus Atlanta Vive la France uh, in Canada uh, Philadelphia versus Toronto Chicago versus New York City FC New York Red Bulls versus Cincinnati Orlando v Miami come on the purples uh, Austin versus Houston Dallas Derby there I think that's the first one they've had uh, Seattle versus FC Dallas LA Galaxy versus Salt Lake LAFC versus SKC and Portland versus San Jose uh, shout out to Vancouver as well because I think Vancouver have drawn a quite a few games so I think they're still our MLS UK show champions clinging on champions yeah they're probably it's, it's changed hands that many times they've probably now held it for the longest, longest time yeah. um, right so we move now to the weekend so this is where we're going to do our predictions remember if you get the right outcome uh, in terms of saying a team will win and they win it's uh, five points if you get the right score then it's ten points so uh, Elliot we're going to kick off then with uh, where are we? Oh, FC Cincinnati looking for their first win Vamos. at their new stadium against Orlando. I'm going to go for a 2 0 Orlando win. Mm, yeah, I can't look back past Orlando unless he plays the same team as what he played <laughs> against New York City. Uh, but you'd fancy Orlando win. I'm going to go 2 1. 
Okay, yeah, probably a safer bet. Uh, Columbus Crew versus your boys, Atlanta. Both teams looking to bounce back in quite a big way. Yes, um, Columbus <laughs> is probably in a bigger way. Uh, well, we'll see what happens in midweek, but you, you've got to fancy at the moment Columbus to win this one. Uh, for me, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go three one. A narrow one nil win. Uh, Minnesota versus Houston at the Alliance Field. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go for a. I'm going to go two two draw here. Oh yeah, mm. um, no, I think Minnesota will win. I don't. Houston not really scored many goals, but uh, I think uh, Minnesota three uh, 0 Next one's quite frightening: Toronto versus NYCFC. It's a big playoff fixture of uh, years gone by. Mm. You have to look at NYCFC here. You do, but I mean Toronto have been playing better, and I think they the more settled now they're at home. Nine goals in the last two yes, minutes. and Toronto don't <laughs> keep any clean sheets. <laughs> you know what? I think in the most MLS thing possible, mm. Toronto will keep a clean sheet against New York City FC. You think nil nil? <laughs> I don't think so, but I, I think it's it's just peak MLS that they will. So, and I think they'll win one nil. You think Toronto will win? Yeah, and nah, two nil New York. Um, FC Dallas versus Austin. Um, another Texas derby for Austin there. Uh, Dallas 1-0. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, uh, Dallas is farm. I think they'll beat Austin. I think it'll be... I think Austin will have a bit of a humble in here. I think it'll be 3-0. Free, free Colorado versus SKC. Uh, this is a tough one to call, to be fair. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna gonna to go for a Colorado win, 2-1. Um, yeah, I mean, recent years, that would be quite surprising you've done mm. that, but not this year. Colorado playing very well. SKC, yeah, they had a slip last week, but I, I still think they're a very good side. They're playing well. I think this will be dropping 2-2. Okay, how about Portland versus RSL? Um, Portland will Portland get back to winning ways. I think they'll win. I don't, they're not really, to me, you're not winning by big margins in the games they are winning, so I think it'll be 1-0. No, I agree. I was going to go 1-0. To make it interesting, I'll go 2-1. Uh, Chicago versus New York Red Bulls. one all draw. 2-1 hmm. um, Red Bulls. Uh, Miami versus Nashville. Nashville, great little club. 3-1 uh, win for the for the boys, I reckon. I think this would be a big test for Miami to see if they've turned the corner. Um, I'd like to see Miami turn the corner, to be honest. So I think... I'm going to go 2-1, but uh, I mean, Nashville are playing really well. So that's that's just me. That's me trying to make it interesting in the old predictions league we've got. Uh, I'm fascinated by this one because you've backed New England massively. However, we love Philly. They're playing each other. What are you going for? Uh, New England win. Really? Yeah, I, yeah, Philly, they're doing okay. But I think New England, the, the train ain't stopping. I think it'll be 3-2, a high-scoring game this one. I'm going one all. Okay. Uh, moving on now to uh, Sunday evening. So this is early Monday morning in the UK. Uh, San Jose versus LAFC. Mm, uh, this California is Derby. Uh, do you know what? 2 0 San Jose. Don't at me. Wow. Okay. Uh, one dodge score. Yeah, he's going to get a hat trick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 2 0. Um, no, I think LAFC, uh, <laughs> I think 2 1. They'll win. Uh, DC versus Montreal. Uh, tough one. Tough on that. Uh, 1-0 DC. Um, yeah, I like what DC are doing at the moment. Uh, the Losada ball. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go 2-0 DC. Finally. 
finally LA versus Vancouver. Yeah. LA Galaxy. LA Galaxy, a, um, a MLS UK Show Championship match. Um, I think LA Galaxy will win this. Uh, they're at home. I think they're doing well. Vancouver are doing well as, as well. Don't get me wrong, but I think LA Galaxy, I think 4-2. 3-2, I was going for. Ah. Uh, right, well, that's it. Uh, the, the following week is the League's Cup. We've got SKC versus Lyon, Seattle versus Tigres. Uh, or Tigres, however you want to pronounce that, whichever part of the world you come from. Uh, Tigers. Uh, NYCFC versus Pumas. Uh, Orlando versus Santos. Go on, you purple men. Uh, what, Oompa Lumpers? No, they were orange, weren't they? Yeah. Uh, Club That's America versus Philadelphia um, as well. So, uh, League's Cup, where do you stand with that? Are you looking forward to this? It's kind of the first kind of thing that Orlando yeah. have been in with Never us. been involved in anything like this, so I'm I'm here for the journey, and um, I'll sure I'll be disappointed very very soon uh, right well that's it for our prediction send us yours at MLS UK show on the socials or comment below if you're watching on YouTube remember to give us a like subscribe and uh, click the notification bell as well um, right before we go then uh, just a quick shout out if you um, if you want to leave us a rating on your podcast provider if you leave us a review the code word this week to guarantee you a mention on the next episode will be what should we have oh Thought you you went in confident then like you had one. <laughs> yeah. That's the trick. Act confident when you're really not. Get in. Get in. Should we keep it go back to the old school? Get, get in. Get in. Uh, I guess Orlando have beat an Atlanta, so that's allowed. Uh, so if you write get in on a review on your podcast provider, we'll read it out to you. Um and if we if we don't, then screenshot it, send it us with a load of abuse and we'll read it out on the next episode. <laughs> uh right, game with a changing name then. Come on. Um you're gonna have to give me some more clues, actually. Do you think? Yeah. I'm su- I'm surprised. I I've tried to make it harder because I thought it was a bit too easy. Uh so this player's uh born in nineteen eighty two in England. So thirty eight, thirty nine. Yeah, yeah, still playing. Uh, he scored over 200 goals in England, Scotland, and the USA. 11 of them were in MLS. Right. 20 goals for England. Have you got any ideas? That's the thing that's thrown me a bit, because 20 goals, that's a lot of goals. So they yeah. would have played a long... Uh, I should get that, really. Their trade involved a swap deal for a player ah. that still plays for the club now. I know who it is now. It was the pl- fact that the uh, so they do they play in Scotland right now? Yes. Yeah, that was the thing that was confusing me because I thought who could it be, and now now you isn't skip- it weird how something like that tr- yeah. suddenly triggers it? Now you've given me that fact. I know who it is. The trade was uh, Toronto and Sunderland. Mm-hmm. Jose Altidore went mm-hmm. one way. Jermaine Defoe went the other way. Yeah. There you go. Jermaine Defoe. Correct. Um, well done if you got that right. A I lot- couldn't believe we've never done him before. I know, yeah. Well done if you got that right a lot sooner than I did. Um, right, well, that's it then. So thanks very much for listening. Um, thanks for putting up with Elliot and his get-ins. If you're an Atlanta fan, if you're an Orlando fan, I hope you've enjoyed yourself. Get in. Um, and we'll be back next time. In the meantime, like I said before, please vote for us. Footballcontentawards.com. Uh, forward slash voting. Uh, you need to give us a... Um, yeah, you just go on there. Best podcast, international section, right? MLS UK show in as well. And uh, and yeah, then that's, uh, we'll, we'll hopefully get a nomination. So on the next episode, we'll tell you how to vote for us again. Um, and uh, leave us a review, leave us a rating on your podcast provider and uh, like, subscribe on YouTube. I think we've covered our bases there. Just when you've got Atlanta out of the way, 
Miami awaiting around the corner. So hopefully I'll be a very happy Elliot Holman saying goodbye. See ya. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.